Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Seafood lovers, it's hour number two, which means it's after five, which means it is your weekend. Welcome to it. Thanks for letting us be on board with you here in the second hour of Two Tell and Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television across the great state. If you would like to find us on the World Wide Web, you can do just that. 1029ESPN.com. Listen live on the Listen Live tab. It's there all the time. Thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you'd like to pick up your phone and call, you get yourself in here. 329-1899. 329-1899. All guests join us via the Rankage Brothers RV phone line. If you missed anything in the first hour of the show, including our conversation with Bobby Daly, who is about, oh, I don't know, two hours from officially becoming a Montana State Hall of Famer, uh, you go ahead and check it out on the podcast. The podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. Available all the time. Thanks to uh, Blackfoot Communications as well as the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. If you're wondering if you're watching us on the television or perhaps on our YouTube channel, phenomenal YouTube channel. Go check out the Two Tell Nuanas YouTube channel and you see only me. First of all, you're welcome. I mean, that's pretty ideal. Also, it's because Coulter is already in Bozeman for the games tomorrow. Cat Grizz, second time around. He is at the Universal Athletic there in uh, Bozeman doing a show. Coulter, Take us through it. How's it looking over there in uh, Bozetown right now? Well, if you haven't been to this Universal Athletic on 7th Street, it's the Universal Athletic headquarters. So the Universal Athletic stores across the state are beautiful. Definitely go-to spot whether you need shoes, hats, gear of any sort. But this one is particularly beautiful. You've been here before, Gus. It's it's nice. It's it's very, very nice. Tons and tons of inventory. So whether you need the new line of baseball caps because spring training is on the horizon or it's right it's right here or you yourself are a baseball or softball player you got kiddos getting ready for that they really make a big push with a bunch of sales on all the stuff like bats balls gloves they got this cool thing over here in the corner it's called the glove steamer so you can put your leather mitt in there and it helps you form it so you can get that oh perfect. my goodness where's that been my whole life i sit in there trying to work that thing back and forth for a hundred years right i mean you remember you used to have to wrap it up in rubber bands oh. put all the oil all over it it was quite yes. the task for sure but uh universal athletic on 7th street here in bozeman or at the trevor shopping center in missoula or you go to universalathletic.com as well and you can buy anything online or you can find locations around the state of montana they're proud sponsors of athletics across the treasure state well coulter it's great for you to be there i will be joining you tomorrow and you and i are going to be in the brick beaten breeden field house for a good portion of the day tomorrow for the women's uh basketball game at two o'clock and then the men's game at seven now let's talk about uh this men's matchup which all of a sudden takes on a very different light tomorrow with uh the questionability and i, I mean 
I, I, I look, I'm no doctor, or whatever, but I mean, if you roll your ankle and it's like that, sometimes it's maybe it's not as bad. I mean, we talked earlier in this year. I think Eddie Egan went down with what looked like a bad ankle injury for the Grizzlies. Really rolled it, needed help getting off of the floor. I mean, was using his teammates kind of as crushes, and as it turned out, he did not return, but he could have. In fact, they were getting him ready to go, wrapping that thing up, putting the shoe back on. Because if you remember, there was that, that was the game. There was like 55 fouls called. Everybody was fouling out of that game, and they were going to need. They were down to like two guys left on the bench that were available. So sometimes it's like that where it looks really bad, and then maybe you could go on it. And so hopefully Harold Frank can turn it turn it around. Or maybe it's bad and you're out for some time. And by the way, the Grizzlies also, you know, are questionable with Timmy Falls. We don't know what his status will be for tomorrow. But when you talk about the importance to their team and what they're trying to do, I mean, Harold Frey is the key to everything for MSU. And this is the little things you don't think about when you talk about home and away. We talked about it a little bit in the first hour. But when Timmy Falls busted his ankle on uh, last Saturday, he was then on the bench, wrapped in ice, you know, putting it in the ice bucket, and then he probably sure. went home and put his feet up. And that's just so much different than having to ride a bus back to the hotel, stay in the hotel last night. You don't have the training room. You have your trainers there that can help you a little bit, but they don't have hardly any of the same gear. Then you got to go to the airport, you know, limp through the airport, then you got to ride on a plane. That's going to make the swelling go up. So to me, I mean, I've rolled my ankle so many times playing hoops, and it's that first 24 to 36 hours where you got to reduce the swelling, and if you can, then a lot of times you can get it loosened up, get the blood flowing, and lace the shoes up tight. And then, you know, especially since this is a Saturday game, then you'll have four or five days after that to rehab. But just the difference between home and away, Harold Frey could have gone to the training room right away and gone to rehab right away and then got up this morning and done the same thing. But because he wasn't here in Bozeman, I think it sets you back a little bit. That said, He's a senior that's got five regular season games left in his career and only one Bobcat Grizz game left in his career. Regardless of how bad it is, I don't think it's broken. He was walking around on the sidelines last night before they finally made him sit down to ice. You could see it on the, the Pluto TV. I would be shocked if he didn't play tomorrow. I think that no matter what, I think he's going to play tomorrow. But you know, I, I think it's apples to oranges when you talk about the impact on the teams, obviously. Timmy Foles is a, a central player for Montana, but not the star that Harold Frey is. But you do have two guys that were probably expected to match up against each other, both questionable going into this game. Yeah, I mean, it's a big, big impact, and we won't know until, you know, they tip it off, you know, who's, you know, available or whatever, how that, that that's going to go. And we'll see, you know, we'll watch and warm ups and see, you know, what it looks like for both of those players. But uh, uh, hopefully, you know, everybody can be full goal, especially with, uh, you know, you feel for a guy like Harold Frey in his last, you know, potential matchup, certainly his last matchup of the regular season uh, with the Grizzlies. And it's going to be a, a, a big, fun environment. I mean, no matter, no matter what, guys love playing in this game no matter how it goes you know after it's over if it goes against you then you you, you doesn't feel so good but when you talk about seven thousand people the environment that it is the excitement that surrounds it this is a game you want to be up for so hopefully he will be able to be that uh coulter when you take a look at montana state though coming out of that game last night you talked when we you know uh, looked at this game and the, the 10 point loss for msu but yet when they rallied, you know, with Harold Frey having gone down and really hung in that game against a good Portland State team. We know that, you know, in this rivalry, Coach DeCure is is 10 of 11 at this point uh, in the regular season against Montana State. And certainly the Grizzlies is the number one team in the Big Sky Conference are going to be favored in every game they play from here on out, and including uh, this one tomorrow. What do you think this looks like, though, if Harold Frey can't go for Montana State? Because to me, it looks pretty bleak for the Bobcats. I mean, unfortunately for all the Bobcat followers listening to this show, I think it looks pretty bleak for the Bobcats either way. I think that the Grizz are, have, are playing with an extreme amount of confidence right now. Uh, I went to practice twice this week, and these guys are locked in. I think that the Grizz, three seniors, Kendall Manuel, Jared Samuelson, and Saeed Pridgett, they can see that the end is near, and rather than dreading that, they're embracing it. I know we're going to hear from Saeed Pridgett here in a minute, but he's really just trying to soak this thing in. And uh, I think that Montana, there's so much hype that goes into every version of the Cat Grizz game, whether you're talking about football, basketball, even track and field, especially during the outdoor season. And I think a lot of times that hype can then make added pressure and make guys have some nerves. And we always talk to the football coaches, regardless of what the records are, settling into the game 
during the football clash of these two rivals, it's one of the key moments. Like how, how who settles in first? Who rides the momentum? Like Bob, the Bobcats right. did this year, but the Bobcats seized the momentum on the very first play of the game and then rode it all the way to the end in the football game this year. There's almost no pressure associated with that with this basketball rivalry on the men's side right now. I do think there's a lot of pressure going into the girls' game, even though Montana State has won 8 out of the last 10. I think there's a lot of pressure because it's been so atypical for the Lady Grizz to be on the the wrong side of this rivalry. Losing 8 out of 10, they're still up in the rivalry, I think, 79 to 30, even with Evan reeled off of 8 out of 10. So I, I do think there's a lot of pressure there just because Shannon Schwinn's in a contract year, and you know, Lady Grizz just have so much history. But at this moment... When you are just gauging body language and you're gauging the way guys are acting and talking and operating, to me, you could feel that the Grizz were sort of up when it was Portland State on the horizon a couple weeks back. They were definitely up when they knew Weber was coming to town. They had a chance to get Weber State back after losing to them in overtime. They were certainly up for both the Eastern Washington games. I don't even know if they need to be up for this Bobcat Grizz game, and that's, that's I think, sort of a referendum on the state of the rivalry as well as the gap between the two programs right now, but these Montana players, especially because two of their seniors, Manuel and Samuelson, are both from Montana, I think that they know that this is their last go-round in this rivalry, but also I think they don't feel a lot of pressure going into it because I think that they are just they have the utmost confidence because they've had so much success in this rivalry game over the last four years. Coulter, I don't know about you, but anymore I just imagine the internet like taking a walk in the park. What do I mean by that? Well, basically anybody can watch me all the time because I'm in the most public of places no matter what it is that I'm doing. Even if I'm sitting at uh, a restaurant talking and my phone sitting there, I assume the president's listening to me because this is the level of paranoia I've got. If I ever had a business that had to function online, I don't know what I would do. Actually, yes, I do. I would be completely secure with Blackfoot Communications because I know at least they know how to keep this thing locked, secured, and private for me as a business owner. Your level of paranoia is certainly concerning, but also in some ways justified because this day and age, you do have to keep yourself safe. We have electronic tracking devices in our pockets. We're on the computer all the time, and you never know when the bad guys might come to get your information and all sorts of other things as well. Blackfoot certainly has you covered when it comes to keeping you secure. At Blackfoot Communications, they do deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup, all of it for businesses across the great state of Montana. They ensure your company's network is online, all the time. Safe, secure, and running as it needs to be. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. No, I agree. I mean, I don't think there is a lot of nerves. I think there's a lot of expectation on the part of the Montana Grizzlies. And and for the Bobcats, look, outside of, of Harold Frey and, and you know, maybe, you know, DK a little bit, there's not a lot of guys who have a ton of experience in this rivalry. So, I mean, they, they already played the one in Missoula, of course, but I think these guys are still trying to, uh, you know, get used to it. I don't think there's a ton of nerves for Montana State particularly either. Totally. But I don't know what the expectation is that those players have that they have going into this game. And that's an interesting thing, too, because I do think that the last couple years, the Cats have felt a ton of pressure because Tyler Hall had his virtuoso, legendary performance in Bozeman during his sophomore year where he went 11 of 13 from the floor. He hit seven threes, scored 37 points, and Montana State won. And at that moment, it was kind of like this breakthrough because Brian Fish and Travis DeCure each got into their respective schools the same year. And that was the fourth Cat Grizz game between those two head coaches, and Fish got himself one. And so now you're thinking, okay, it's three to one, but the Cats have some momentum. Tyler Hall's only a senior, or excuse me, a sophomore. Harold Fraser's only a freshman. So Montana State, maybe they can turn the tide in this thing. Well, then Montana reassumed control fully by posting convincing win after convincing win each of the last yeah. four matchups. But on the Montana State side of things, I do agree with you. I think that there's pressure on Harold Frey, certainly. I think there's pressure on Danny Sprinkle because I think this means a lot to him. But the rest of the Bobcat guys, I mean, this is just a a game where there's going to be a great crowd at home and they're just going to experience it for the first time. They have so many new players. Uh, Side note here, one guy we haven't talked about, we've talked about Jabril Bello a lot, we've talked about Devin Kirby a lot, we've talked about Amin Adamu a lot as far as Montana State's role players. We've hardly mentioned Borja Fernandez. I think he has had one of the most surprising second halves to his freshman year of anybody. 
I, I remember watching him in Missoula less than a month ago when he was guarding Saeed Pridget one-on-one, and at first you're like, man, this kid's going to get eaten alive. And make no mistake, Pridget scored four buckets on him for sure. But the kid can hold his ground defensively. He's stout and he's, he's strong. Big. Yeah, he's giant. Yeah, He's really big. He's really stout. He's got great lower body build and lower body strength. But he's also not scared at all. I mean, the confidence he was playing with last night, I think he finished 15 or 17 points last night. And he's he is the type of player that I've always thought Montana State should build their program upon. Brad Hughes and Brian Fish had the same philosophies. They wanted to mine the junior colleges, and they wanted to be a hyper-athletic, high-scoring, West Coast-style program. I've always thought Montana State should build their men's basketball program with their pipeline coming from the Midwest, not the West Coast. They should build it based on skill and acumen and stuff like that rather than getting a bunch of really freaky athletic junior college guys and trying to just run and gun because it, the variability of that is so inconsistent and the fit academically that you're going to find for those kids at a STEM school like Montana State is just not that ideal, whereas you can go get a bunch of high academic achievers that maybe want to be engineers from the Midwest. And I, to me, Montana State has tried to be tried to be like, what's a good example? They've tried to be just a West Coast school, but they should try to be South Dakota State light, right? They should try to be a team that builds it from Minneapolis and Wisconsin and Iowa, that you know Illinois, that area, rather than the other way around. And I think that you know, Harold Frey has obviously been a big hit in terms of getting a recruiting guy internationally. But Borjan Fernandez, that's the type of guy that I think they should get. Their associate head coach, Chris Haslam, was the head coach of the U-20 team in the United Kingdom for a long time. But he also went to Wyoming. So shout-out to David, former Poke. But Haslam's done a great job of always going overseas during the summers and scouting the U-20 FIBA championships. That's where they found Harold Frey back when he was only 16 years old, still on the national team for Norway. But that's where they got Borja Fernandez. That's where they got Finn Flutie. So they got a a bunch of international guys. I think that's a great thing because of the way that Bozeman has evolved. I think those international kids can really fit uh, here in the Gallatin Valley. Uh, But regardless, back to the point of what you asked me, there's so many new guys on this Montana State roster. So in terms of the history of the rivalry, having lost 19 out of 20 to the Grizz, or 18 out of 19, could be 19 out of 20 after tomorrow, I don't really think that plays into a lot of these guys' psyches, and so that actually might be one of the things Montana State can use as an advantage. Yeah, no question, I think. I think you're right about that. It's Tutel Nuwana's 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Ryan Tutel with you from Missoula. Colton Nuwana's with you from Bozeman. He's there at the Universal Athletics, so we appreciate them housing him over there uh, for that. And then I'll be uh, traveling over the hill tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Can't wait to be back in Bozeman and uh, there for the this uh, basketball game, both basketball games tomorrow. Let's hear a little bit from a couple of the players uh, on the Grizz team. You st- spoke with uh, both Saeed Pridget and Kendall Manuel uh, at practice this week. Colter, and we'll start with Saeed Pridget. Just simply asked about this team who has uh, uh, you know really developed with Saeed as the leader and a bunch of young guys, how they've come along. And just asked, how proud are you uh, for the progress of this team is what he said. Uh, it's, been, it's been a crazy and it's amazing because like I said, sometimes it's not, I'm not even on the court and we're having good runs and sports. Right. So it's like, it's, it's amazing to watch how much of our young guys have improved. No doubt. I mean, they they really have improved a lot to your, to his point. I mean, it's, it's so funny to hear him say, look, I, sometimes I'm not even out there. <laughs> That's how good he is to, that, uh, you know, he, of course he would have to be out there for them to have success. But normally he is. But uh, they've found a way at times to f- even extend leads when he's been on the bench because of the prog- progression of these young kids. We talked so much about the close games in the Big Sky this year. I think that it was the, uh, the, through the first half of the season, there was something like 40 or 41 games decided by four points or less. Montana's, Montana has put that notion in the rear view over their last five. They're winning the games by 17 and a half points. That's obviously including when they doubled up Weber State almost, 72-37. But you take that even out of the sample size, and they're still winning their games by 14 points and some change. So the Grizz have been handling teams over the last five games, starting with that Montana State win, but also including that good home win over Eastern Washington and the domination of Weber State. So the Grizz, I think that they've really continued to turn the corner, but I think that's what Travis DeCure has continued to tout as well. They're playing really well, but they still have a lot, a lot, a lot of room left to grow. 
no doubt, no question that they do. Uh, by the way, you spoke with Kendall Manuel as well, and you know the Grizzlies had that two-game losing streak where they lost at Weber State and then lost at Portland State. The next game was against Montana State, a game that they won by double digits by 14, and since that time, they've won five straight. You asked Kendall Manuel, well, what changed? This is what he said. Uh, just our uh, intensity on defense and our attention to detail on defense. I think that's our, been our biggest thing, and we knew that uh, to be to be one of the better teams in this league that we're going to have to defend at a high level, and uh, I think our focus have turned from that, from offense to being able to play more defense, and uh, it's turned out pretty well so far. You know, it's interesting that he highlights the defensive side of the ball, especially for a guy who is, you know, clearly an offensive weapon and a shooter and all that. And you always expect that a Travis DeCure team, a Chris Cobb team, is going to always have defense on the front of its mind. But even though that's an established, you know, part and facet central to what the Montana Grizzlies program is, you got to reiterate. I mean, right? You have to continue to keep it out there in the front of things. And all of a sudden, you have a couple of games where teams are scoring above their average and they're outscoring you as a matter of percentage from the field and that kind of thing. And uh, and the coaches go, okay, let's rally back up. This is what we do here. We shut people down. No doubt. Well, I think that it is coach speak, but also it's just so true. Travis DeCure always talks about You asked him the great question about the 50 40. Grizz shooting over 50%, holding their opponent under 40%. Well, as Travis responded, he said, you you have a great chance of shooting over 50% if you're getting stops, because if you're getting stops, that means you're getting out in transition. This Grizz team specifically has become so good over the last 8, eight to 10 games in the half court because of Saeed Pridget's evolution as a player, his willingness to pass, but also the fact that he's got guys knocking down shots. There was a moment in time this year where Pridget's always been a willing passer. But when he was making that skip pass to the corner, Josh Vasquez wasn't hitting shots. Timmy Falls wasn't hitting shots. The coaching staff basically said, all right, Saeed, you don't have to be a willing passer anymore. Go get yours because if those guys aren't knocking down shots, it don't matter if you're getting double teamed. We need you to shoot the ball. We can't just be missing open three-pointers. Well, those guys started knocking down shots. That's really right. revolutionized Montana's half-court offense. But it, in this team is best in transition. Timmy Falls on the ball when – this team's in transition or on the fast break, he's he's one of the best in the conference. Saeed Pridget, he might be the best one-on-one guy in the open court in the entire league. So getting stops leads to transition, and I think that's why these guys continue to talk about the defense leading to the offense. It's Cat Grizz tomorrow, 7 o'clock for the men, at tipping off from the Brick Breeden Fieldhouse. How exciting is it to play in a game like this? Well, here's what Saeed thinks. I'm very excited for the game. The environment there is crazy. So I'll be very hyped. Probably won't be able to sleep that much for the night before the game because I'll be very excited to play. I mean, you can't even sleep. That's how pumped up you are. I mean, that's that's uh, you know that's getting there. So we'll see uh, if you can get at least a little bit of rest overnight tonight and uh, and be ready to go for the mo- for tomorrow. But can't wait for this basketball game. Going to be fun. We're going to talk more about this game and some more of the specifics on what needs to happen for Montana State to pull the upset uh, if that were to happen for the Cats here uh, tomorrow evening. But next, we want to highlight the women's game. We'll hear from uh, Shannon Schwan, Mackenzie Johnston, and uh, the talk of the Lady Green and Montana State Bobcats who uh, played into overtime the first game in a thriller. So we'll look forward to this one tomorrow. We'll talk about it right after this. Hey, the Polaris New Year's sales event is on and now is the time to find your perfect ride at Kurtz Polaris. The financing is low as 3.99% APR for 36 months and savings of up to $3,500. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula and on Highway 83 in Sealy. The mountains, they're full of snow and Kurtz has all the best machines, apparel, and accessories to take full advantage of the season online at kurtzpolaris.com the most fun you can have in snow kurtz polaris winter awaits you know guests the wingate by wyndham is the missoula hotel that truly offers something for everybody no doubt it's conveniently located near the airport easy for when your friends come to visit you and you know of course my favorite water slides that's right they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families groups and birthday parties With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. 
Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. Get Grizz tomorrow afternoon, 2 o'clock tip from the brick. It's 2 Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Outstanding to be with all of you across the state on this Friday. Happy weekend to you. You can check us out on the uh, social medias if you would like to. 1029 ESPN on Twitter and Instagram. You can also get uh, Coulter and I on Twitter, at Skyline Sports MT, and uh, at Gus Tutel. Are you ready for a new truck? Get to Mildenberger Motors in Hamilton for the best deals on the best trucks, Duramax, Chevy, and GMC. And Coulter, you're over there in Bozeman at the Universal Athletic there hanging out. Look, if folks want to get themselves sorted out for the game tomorrow, all the cat gear, all the Grizz gear, you go to Universal Athletic wherever you are. They got this, you know, the old school Seattle Mariners hat that's not, oh, yeah. not the blue with the logo, not the blue and gray. But like the the true blue, the the royal blue that Ken Griffey Jr. made famous with the yellow S. They got one of those in stock here. I'm looking at it. I think I'm probably going to have to buy it, even though I'm not even a Mariners fan. So much well, nostalgia. David Graff has an old school Mariners lid on today with the uh, with the pitchfork M. Right, right. I like that one. That one's been around for a while. This is like vintage '90s, though. I think this is yes. a very '90s hat. Uh, I think I might have to get it, but. If you're looking for some gear, whether it's to watch the Bobcat Grizz game in Missoula at a local local watering hole, or you're on your way over here, or you're already in Bozeman, stop on by Universal Athletic. I'm here right here on 7th, 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 7th Avenue. It's the Universal Athletic headquarters, so the, the most beautiful amongst a entire set of beautiful Universal Athletic stores in the state of Montana. They have Bobcat and Grizz gear for sale across the state, and it's also baseball and softball season. So if you're gearing up for spring diamond sports, come to Universal Athletic as well. They have sliding shorts. They got catcher's mitts and pads and helmets, batting helmets, bats, balls, everything you need for your diamond sports as well. Go to universalathletic.com. Check out all their inventory or find a location near you. Coulter, Montana State, Montana tomorrow in women's basketball. The Cats have been absolutely on a roll. Uh, Trisha Binford has her team with 10 consecutive wins. They win by 31 last night, dominating Portland State, who won the conference tournament last year, by the way, just absolutely rolling right now. That said, the closest they've come to a loss over that 10-game winning streak was in Missoula against this Lady Grizz basketball team who looked like they had the game in hand before going on a uh, just a terrible cold streak, couldn't find a bucket, literally did not make a shot in the fourth quarter and ended up losing in overtime in that game. But when you talk about this matchup, if you want to talk about this from the perspective of Montana State, you say, hey, come hell or high water, we won the basketball game, and now we're in Bozeman, and we're rolling, and we are going to you know, do this thing again. If you're the Lady Grizz, you say, hey, we had the game in hand. We were the better team for you know three quarters of that basketball game. We know that we can play with this team. And by the way, uh, I think Montana has a good argument to say from a talent standpoint that they have the players that you need to have to go toe-to-toe with Montana State. The Lady Grizz, though, have not been nearly as good on the road as they have been at home. I mean, there's a lot of teams for whom that's the case. But this is going to be a very interesting and intriguing matchup to me tomorrow in Bozeman. Well, I'm just so interested to see if Montana comes out in a gimmick defense or not because that's been the case the last several times these teams have played. The only time Sharon Swain has ever posted a win over Montana State, it was on the legs of that zone defense that they played. And great shooters for Montana State like Delaney Junkermeyer, Hannah Cottle, Tori Martell, they missed a ton of shots against that zone. and I mean, you got to knock down the shots, no doubt. But a lot of it was just Montana State being in their own heads, not making the shots. That almost happened to them this last time in Missoula, too. Lady Grizz played a matchup zone for the all four quarters before switching into a more traditional style defense at overtime. And it's like Mackenzie Johnson said in the postgame, she said, hey, our whole strategy was just to confuse them by the way that we were switching things and let them shoot threes. And if they started m- making threes, we'd get out on them or we'd change our defense, but they just never did. And Montana State, they missed 19 out of their first 23 pointers. 
This Bobcat team has not been that tremendous shooting the ball from the outside. They're shooting 33.6% as a team, which is not elite. It's okay. In the women's league, it's okay. But they do have some outstanding shooters. Martha Cooter is shooting over 40% from three. Tori Mautel is shooting over 40% from three. Oleana Squires has struggled a little bit in her senior year. She's only shooting 31%. But as we know, when she gets hot, she can get hot. And like we saw at the overtime, I mean, Oleana Squires missed eight three-pointers in a row. What'd she do in overtime? She hit back-to-back threes. So when she gets settled in, she's still a threat. I guess what I'm getting at is that the Lady Grizz had a good game plan. They executed it well. But also Montana State was sort of folding in the moment until they weren't. And then they just basically decided, all right, let's reel this in. We're not going to just cast threes against this matchup zone. Instead, we're going to throw the ball to our best player, Fallon Frigi, and get out the way. Let her work in the post. Let her get to the mid-range. And on the other side, just play as hard as we can defensively. And they held Montana to 0-15 shooting in the fourth quarter and rallied all the way back. So this is going to be a really interesting matchup because I do agree with you guys. I think that the Lady Grizz have a lot of talent, but I also think that they've been missing a mental element of the game for the, for several years now. They need to figure out how to embrace and consistently play at the level that they sometimes can attain. On the opposite side of that, this Montana State team, I mean, I have covered the Big Sky Women's League. That's the sport I've covered the longest in the Big Sky. I cannot remember a women's basketball team in the Big Sky that scored 200 points over the span of two games. Montana State scored 102 points against Weaver State and 98 points last night. When you watch these games, they're putting on straight-up offensive clinics. I mean, they're getting a good shot on 9 out of 10 possessions, basically. And you see it reflected in the score. Against Weaver State, they put six players in double figures and had two more with eight points. Last night against Portland State, four more double figures. Over the last six games, they've had at least four double figures scoring five times, and they've had five double figures scoring three times. So their balance is insane. The way that they're sharing the ball is great. They are absolutely the deepest team in the league. And confidence breeds confidence, right? I mean, this is a Montana State team now that's won 10 in a row. They're flirting with the all-time uh, Montana State record for wins in a row. They're already up to 14-1 and in league play. And depending on what happens around the rest of the league, Montana State could get pretty close to clinching the league title if they won on Saturday. So they have more to play for right. than just rivalry dominance. So it's going to be interesting because I do think in this specific women's matchup, we talked about maybe neither of the men's teams feeling that much pressure. To me, I think that there is a lot of pressure on both these teams coming into this game just because of what's on the line for the Cats they're in the middle of a spectacular season. One of the only things that could tarnish their tremendous season would be a rivalry loss. I mean, that would be a black eye and an otherwise great campaign. I think that even if they lost tomorrow, they're still going to win the league. But they could really have you know another cherry on top, and they could be in the mix for that 19 conference wins, which would be pretty much unprecedented. I don't think anybody's ever won 19 conference games since the league expanded the schedule. And for the Lady Grizz, it's a gigantic game. I think that when you analyze just Shannon Schwain's tenure, you don't talk about the tradition that Rob and Selvig established. You don't talk about 865 wins and 21 trips to the NCAA tournament. Instead, you just look at the last four years. The Lady Grizz are certainly better, but they're 1-6 against Montana State. As we know, that is one of, if not the most important factors when you're talking about coaching stability. Shannon Schwain's in a contract year, so a win could go a long ways towards affirming the improvements of the Lady Grizz and a loss, it could be damning for their coaching staff. We'll see. But I think there's a, a lot more on the line and a lot more pressure on the two teams coming into the women's game, which will be the first game tomorrow, Cat Grizz at Brick, Brick Breeden Fieldhouse. Totally agree with you. You had an opportunity, we both did, to uh, speak with Shannon Schwain after practice, or actually just before practice earlier this week. And uh, you asked a, a very good question. Do you want your team to look at this last game, not just in the film sense, but in general, do you want them to consider that and use that as motivation, or do you want them to flush it and start this thing anew all over? Here's what she said. After we watched it, uh, you know, we said, okay, we're putting this behind us. However, when you're preparing for them again, you know, you kind of have to bring it back out and go through it again, and it's painful to look at. Uh, all but the first three quarters were exceptional to look at. Um, but, you know, you got to take the good with the bad, and you got to uh, learn from it and, and look at it a little bit. 
it and, and go, you know, this is what we wouldn't do again. This is what we would do again. We'd settle for these. We wouldn't settle for that. And, uh, you know, every day is a new day. And, um, you know, we got to go down there on Saturday and just control what we can control, which is basically us. There you go, Shannon Schwan from uh, practice earlier this week. Mackenzie Johnston was also there. She is third in the league in terms of minutes played. We'll talk about her endurance here in a moment. But initially, what does it mean to play in this game, which might be the last one against Montana State for the senior? Uh, it means a lot uh, to it me, means a lot. Um, especially after that last game we had um, um, up until that fourth quarter, obviously. Uh, but it's a huge game no matter what, and uh, it's a big game for us just to beat them so we can uh, get that first round by because I think that's really what we're looking for right now. But um, it's such a cool atmosphere, and, I mean, that might be the best crowd we'll get the rest of the season besides playing here. So um, I'm looking forward to playing them again and getting another crack at them. Um, the outcomes haven't been what I've wanted, um, but for my senior year, the last time, if it is the last time we play, it'll mean a lot to me to beat them. You know, the is a, a good point, too. She talked a little bit later on, but if you get a win against Montana State, they're now the travel partner that you have for the last four games. So in addition to the win that you have, a lot of the teams you assume that are going to end up playing the Cats are going to lose those games, and so you sort of gain a game on the field every time that a team loses to Montana State that's a team that you won. And now with the Lady Grizz at 9-6, and six, they are in the fifth and final spot for a bye uh, in Boise after that loss to Idaho State but they still obviously control their own destiny and a win against Montana State actually helps them far more than just the one W. It certainly does and it also gives them a little bit of momentum going into what's going to be a tough stretch. I mean, NAU is absolutely the surprise of the Big Sky Conference, men or women. I mean, Lori Payne has NAU rolling and so that game next week is going to be huge and then they're going to have to play against uh, Northern Colorado who has not been that good this year but as a, a team that won in Dahlberg Arena earlier this year, too. So the Lady Grizz schedule is certainly challenging. But, Ryan, we talk a lot about the concept of tradition. And tradition definitely plays into recruiting, there's no question. But I oftentimes wonder how much new age kids, how much tradition that's from a long time ago resonates with them. And I've been doing a lot of interviews with these recruits that are coming for football for both the Cats and the Grizz. And I always ask them, especially the Montana kids, you know, did you grow up a Cat fan, did you grow up a Grizz fan? And the guys that are coming to play for Coach Houck now, if they say yes, then I say, do you remember when Coach Houck was there the first time? And a lot of them jump at it, yeah, I totally remember. I remember how dominant Montana was. But other guys say, you know, I really didn't. I wasn't quite old enough to really follow sports that heavily then. Because you got to think now, we're 2020. When Bobby Houck was taking teams to the national championship game 2008-2009, these 17-year-old kids were five. They were six. Right. So they were just starting to get into it. So a lot of times, you know, if you're indoctrinated by your parents, okay, you're following it at that age, but it's not resonating with you like it might have five years ago. The thing about the Lady Grizz program that is so transcendent is that the tradition is so longstanding that it's impossible to ignore. You don't have to ask Mackenzie Johnson if she remembers when Manny Morales and Sonia Rogers played. 12 or 13 years ago, or when Megan Harrington and, and Ann Lake and, and all those gals played in the mid-90s, or when Shannon Schwinn played in, the, in 91, obviously that's way before any of these current Lady Grizz were even alive. The stretch and the impact that the Lady Grizz program had on basketball in Montana, just like we talked about in our interview with Robin Selvig and Megan Harrington before the debut of the house that Rob built, the great documentary that debuted at the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival last night, the Wilma the concept of that documentary, the fact that Robin Selvig used the vehicle of basketball to quite honestly change the culture in Montana in terms of opportunities for females, for young ladies, for especially young ladies to come from small towns or come from Native American reservations. Those opportunities are things that truly changed the society in Montana. And so you don't have to know, ask Mackenzie Johnston if she remembers this specific player or that specific time because their run of success was all of it. It, it, is the, it is the story of women's athletics in Montana. Mackenzie Johnson grew up in Anaconda before she moved to Helena Capital. Some of the great players that ever played for Lady Grizzard from Anaconda. I guarantee you she looked up to Tori Hill and Allie Hurley. And so that's where 
the pressure really comes in. Because Mackenzie Johnson, you just heard her say, these games have not gone how I wanted them to go. There's no question that for girls like her and Sophia Styles, who grew up in another hotbed in Malta, who, who, who produced so many Lady Grizz players. I mean, Sophia Styles was coached by ex-Lady Grizz her whole middle school and high school careers. You don't have to tell those girls. You don't have to remind them about the tradition. They came to Montana to carry on that tradition, and it hasn't happened for them like it did for generations of young ladies before them. And I know specifically with Mackenzie, it's something that drives her crazy. And I think that she, I mean, she herself has played outstanding in the last Borcat Grizz game. She was absolutely, absolutely their best player in Missoula earlier this month. But it's eating at them for sure. And I think that adds to the pressure, but I think it also adds to the motivation. And what a way for them to go out on top, especially within the scope of the regular season, by not only posting a rivalry win in Bozeman, it would be their first win in Bozeman as a group. But David confirms for us, he just sent me a message that said, Montana State will clinch the league title with a win on Saturday. So not only do you get a chance to knock off the first place team, not only do you improve your standing in the Big Sky Conference, but you also then get a win in Bozeman, which could be huge not only for the stretch run of this season, but for your legacy and your especially, especially Mackenzie Johnson's case, uh, the legacy you leave behind as a Lady Grits. It's Tutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. And Coulter, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, you talk about the history of the program that is the University of Montana women's basketball, you know, uh, history, that, that, that legacy that's there. And I think it absolutely has played into, especially these rivalry games. I mean, if you look at the the last game that these two teams played, you don't just go 0-15. There were some missed, open, easy shots that these girls make a hundred times in a row, and then all of a sudden they don't go. And one team played, I think, sort of like they felt like they lost the game in the sense of Montana State, so they sort of played with a certain abandon. But you could feel the tension building with every passing minute and it was very counterproductive for the Lady Grizz in Missoula in that basketball game on February the 1st and and that isn't just within the game I think it's the scope of a lot of things where this program has not been what it was you know prior and working trying to get back to that and going against the best team in the conference which the Lady Grizz occupied for so long and and that though it's sort of it's this it's this odd thing where it's hard to overcome like the nerves of it or the tension of it, no doubt. And yet, it's that very thing that's maybe keeping you from being successful at times. Oh, no question. I mean, everybody wants to analyze. That we, we did this with Grizz football, too, when there was a lull. What's the deal? Do they have less talent? I do think there was a little bit of a talent dip, both in terms of the kids that were coming out of the state of Montana, as well as the kids that the Grizz were bringing in their program. But it was not as much of a talent dip as it was a dip in the mentality. And that's yeah. what we have with the Lady Grizz. The Lady Grizz early in Shannon Twain's tenure, had a dip because of injuries. I mean, they lost the preseason MVP in Cayley Valley two years in a row. That absolutely killed them. She she was a 20 points per game scorer. They also lost Alicia Sims. But to me, the last two years, the number one thing they've been missing is mental toughness because when things go right for this team, I truly think they're the second-best team in the league. When it goes right. wrong, they melt down. They, they turn into a puddle, and that's what happened to them in Missoula. And I, I really think... It's all between the years. So how do you find that mental toughness at this point in the season? It seems like when they play schools that aren't Montana State and Idaho, and and, and they did have a good win against Idaho last week, so maybe that is a turning point for them. But I don't know how you find it, but I do think if they can find it tomorrow, it's something they might be able to ride all the way into the tournament. Sutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Colter is in Bozeman at the Universal Athletic. There you can go by, say hello to him. If you're around Bozeman, get yourself some Cat Grizz gear uh, before the games tomorrow. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Some predictions and expectations for these games to wrap up the week right after this. Coulter, I don't know about you, but anymore I just imagine the internet like taking a walk in the park. What do I mean by that? Well, basically anybody can watch me all the time because I'm in the most public of places no matter what it is that I'm doing. Even if I'm sitting at uh, a, a restaurant talking and my phone sitting there, I assume the president's listening to me because this is the level of paranoia I've got. If I ever had a business that had to function online, I don't know what I would do. Actually, yes, I do. 
I would be completely secure with Blackfoot Communications because I know at least they know how to keep this thing locked, secured, and private for me as a business owner. Your level of paranoia is certainly concerning, but also in some ways justified because this day and age, you do have to keep yourself safe. We have electronic tracking devices in our pockets. We're on the computer all the time, and you never know when the bad guys might come to get your information and all sorts of other things as well. Blackfoot certainly has you covered when it comes to keeping you secure. At Blackfoot Communications, they do deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup, all of it for businesses across the great state of Montana. They ensure your company's network is online, all the time. Safe, secure, and running as it needs to be. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. Coulter is at the Universal Athletic in Bozeman. The uh, Montana State Hall of Fame induction ceremony is tonight, and then the uh, Grizzly-Cat rivalry renews tomorrow with the women at 2 o'clock and the men at 7 in the uh, in basketball. Want to remind everybody, there's also a couple of things going on this evening. Uh, first of all, if you're in Missoula, you got the Bruins hockey team, Missoula Junior Bruins. They're playing tonight at the Glacier Ice Rink. But the biggest game of the night, Coulter, the Montana Grizzly lacrosse team against the Pacific Lutheran University lacrosse team, the Mighty Lutes. Uh, oh not looking that great, perhaps. Oh, boy. Are you and Tuck Dog got a big bet on this or what? Well, no, 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 no. no. The Tucker can't do well, anything that's true. Like I guess that. he, he you know, can't be betting on his own team. team. So we that's can't right, do anything right. but just talk a little smack. But I must say... I'm not really prepared to go out there with my alma mater on this one because, uh, I mean, not to say that I'm any kind of high watermark, but it may be, might be the case. I, I wish you the best of luck, and I hope that you uh, have some sort of bragging rights at the end of this all, but I uh, doubt that's going to be the case. Yeah, I think it probably won't. I uh, think Montana's pretty good club, and, uh, you know, PLU's, well, not. Uh, Coulter, the uh, Cats and the Grizz tomorrow. On the men's side of this thing, I think it's really interesting. By the way, last night in the Big Sky Conference, crazy night. Northern Colorado was up, I think, 14 at halftime and Eastern, over Southern Utah. Eastern Washington was up 13 at halftime over Sacramento State. Both those teams won by a bucket. Northern Colorado needed a three late to overcome Southern Utah. And Eastern Washington, a one-point win after blowing huge leads at halftimes for those two teams. But they get the dubs, and now they are still just one game back of the Montana Grizzlies. I, I have a differing opinion on Eastern Washington these last couple of weeks. They seem like they're not faltering yet, but they're sort of teetering on the line. They have not played as well since they lost in Missoula. They have been sort of just up and down, and I'm not really sure if that's because Montana and Montana State sort of showed a blueprint on how to slow down what was an offense that was averaging close to 90 points per game the first half of the season, but their yeah. offense and conference play was down quite a bit. They're averaging 75 a game in conference play, which is okay, but it's nowhere close to what they were doing during the non-conference and early in conference play. They've had several different players. Basically, I think everybody decided to do to take the Grizz model, right? Let Jacob Davidson and Mason Peatling get theirs, and don't let the other guys kill you. Don't let Kim Aiken kill you. Don't let Kassan Rouse kill you. Don't let Jack Perry kill you. Those guys are the guys that just get so many open shots when the stars on Eastern Washington draw the extra attention so I think that people are kind of taking the blueprint out of the book. Uh, but either, even with Eastern faltering a little bit, they're still only a game back at the Grizz. They're 11-4 and four in league play, and uh, they've won back-to-back games at Portland State and against Sacramento State. So margin of victory, uh, even if it's not totally impressive, they're still sitting right there in good shape. But Northern Colorado is interesting because I do think that he, it's so interesting the way you consume the success of a team, right? Northern Colorado, I think, coming into this year, people really wondered what they were going to be. No Jordan Davis. He's second all-time leading scorer in the history of the conference. They did return Jonah Radabon, Bodie Hume. But I thought, I mean, I, I voted Northern Colorado, I think, fifth in my preseason poll. Yeah. And so for them to be second, I think they're exceeding expectations. I think that Jeff Linder does and, a great and job. And they truly look like the second-best team. I mean, they're not they just do. second by record. They look like they deserve to be where they are. Do you agree with me? The fact that Northern Colorado and Eastern Washington have identical records, both in conference and overall, but you just have a lot more confidence in Northern Colorado right now, right? 100%. Absolutely. I don't know. Yeah, really, no, no, no question I'm not articulating. I think, I mean, part of it is 
their best player is perhaps the best defender in the Big Sky Conference, and they have a great, I think they have great role definition in general, whereas Eastern Washington has lost some role definition to me and, and, and has slid a little bit, even though they're you know still right there in terms of the standings in 11-4 and four and all that. But, Coulter, quickly, we just got a couple of minutes. Let's talk about tomorrow. For Montana State to pull the upset, what do they need to do? <laughs> Man, I, I just uh, – maybe I'm a little jaded because this rivalry has been so lopsided over the last 10 years. I mean, I – it it took Tyler Hall – having the single most ridiculous shooting performance I have ever seen live in a Bobcat basketball game for the Bobcats to beat the Grizz. The only time I've covered a Bobcat-Grizz basketball game in which the Cats won. I think that's what it takes. I think Harold Frey's – I mean, but that's the thing that's crazy, right, is Harold Frey scored 37 points and hit seven threes last time, and they still lost by 15 points. Yeah, right. I I really just don't know what you do because I I don't think that Montana State has near the firepower. I think – the only way that you can really win is if you take Said Pridget and Kendall Manuel completely out of the game. But how do you do that? No one has even come close to doing that this season. I mean, you are not going to outscore Montana if you're Montana State to me in terms of, you know, even if Harold Frey does play. So it has to get done defensively for the Bobcats. They have to muddy this thing up and hope that the Grizzlies miss shots and then just stick around late and then maybe somebody does something special. You know, maybe Layden Ricketts, a Montana kid, catches fire and starts banging away threes in the corner and and, and you pull it. But, But I don't see... A really great path for them to get a W in this game. Well, you're absolutely right because this is a great stat here. Montana State has not won a game this season when they've given up 70 points. Not one. They're over. Yeah. So it, it's a race to 70, right? In Missoula, right. when the Grizz hit 70, the Cats cut it to six in the second half in Missoula. And then as soon as the Grizz scored 70, the kid who covers the Cats of the Bozeman Chronicle turned around and looked at me and said, It's over. And I said, I know. Yeah. You're right because they can't win a game if they give up more than 70. Well, Coulter, this was a fun show. Looking forward to the games tomorrow. Again, the women at 2, the men at 7. We will be on hand for those games. Can't wait for it. Coulter and Bozeman already at the Universal Athletic. We certainly appreciate them for uh, letting him come hang out there, spend some time. You got plenty of time between now and the games tomorrow. Go get your cat gear. Go get your Grizz gear and represent on the last Cat Grizz game of the regular season. Looking forward to it. Golter, excellent work as always. David in the back, appreciate you very much. Enjoy your Friday evening. Enjoy your weekend. If you're driving over, keep it between the ditches, boys and girls. We'll see you on Monday. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore. Your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.